Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is Kate Kalzik, uh, Debbie Gibson's sweater vest, and I'm joined by the return of brace of the bracelet of bracelet Brodom, Allison Shoemaker, and <laughs> the overdue return of the Trixie fan club to stab you in the heart with smile. Latoya Ferguson. Uh, we are talking about Lucifer, season five, episode ten, Bloody Celestial Karaoke Jam. And I'm not gonna like try to like, you know, be coy about this. I fucking love this episode. I'm very excited to talk about it. I think it's one of my favorite TV musical episodes that I've seen. And I'm curious if that's just me, because the reaction I've seen online has been either like, they did a musical, or a little bit of Oh, yeah, I really liked it. And mostly just nobody talking about it. So I don't know if that's just because I'm so trying to avoid spoilers that I'm not seeing a genuine, like getting a genuine sense of the fan reaction to this episode. Or if it's just that this is so wheelhouse me that (laughs) it's just for me. I don't know. I don't know. But even on the the Slack, (laughs) even in the Lucifer channel on the Slack, Allison, for Podlander Drugcast, there's a mixed reaction, and I'm like, what is wrong with everyone? This episode is amazing. <laughs> I have lots of feelings. Okay, so who would like to go first? Let's, let's go. I think, first of all, I um, I think because you are trying to avoid spoilers, that's po- possibly part of it. But also, I mean, th- they were promoting this episode big, like, as soon as 5A ended. And I, again, mm-hmm. you guys were trying to avoid spoilers, but like... You know, like another one bites the dust. Saw so much of it already in the behind the scenes things with like Entertainment Tonight. You know, it's uh, that was early on, but it was great. Yeah, I loved it. It's it fucking rules. It's not my favorite episode of uh, this, uh, this half season. That was the episode that where I just dropped my review today. But okay, okay. Well, that that just to me means there's more good stuff coming. Allison, how did you feel about this mm-hmm. episode? Oh, Kate, sweet, sweet Kate. Yeah, you thought somehow this episode was just for you when there's also <laughs> me, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, uh, I thought that this was great, and I have all kinds of very dorky thoughts about what musicals are supposed to be and how they're often translated on television, um, not entirely successfully, and. Um, why it is that this one works so well uh, and I think it works very very well Um, and I think that the performances are really great and while I may have one or two quibbles I just had the best time I mean hey Tom how much did I like the musical episode you liked it quite a bit I liked (laughs) it quite a bit Um, it was great and then I mean we could literally do the entire entire podcast just on I dreamed a dream and I would not run out of things to say so uh, I'm very excited to talk about all of it but especially just just going for the Miz. one day more folks one day more <laughs> I am impressed it's like when I and the other thing I guess with the reactions I found to this is that I feel like you know it's like how when people like something, you're like, no, but you don't understand. Like you like it, but you, you think it's good, but you don't understand why it's so good. And all <laughs> right. It's yes, it's good because they have a very talented cast and it's fun and it's well put together, but also all the choices that they are making in this episode are the right choices yeah. to, <laughs> uh, to make this kind of a musical episode. And that's from someone who does not care for jukebox musicals. Mm-hmm. 
It's like how I felt uh, when I saw the IMDb reviews for It Never Ends Well for the Chicken. I'm like, you no, you're you're getting it's wrong. What are you <laughs> doing? Because those are 100% wrong. It's not even being lukewarm. It's just you are wrong about what you saw. <laughs> well, and and, and I, uh, I Dreamed a Dream is a great example of that, where they wanted to use Cat Stevens' uh, fathers and sons, and they couldn't get the rights. And so they they went with this instead. This is so much better. I mean, it's a that's a beautiful song, but this is an an infinitely better choice i in this essay i will it's i mm-hmm. really it's it's brilliant it's really because brilliant. well um because first of all it, the lyrics line up uncannily well um which is great but also it's a song from a musical and the difference between a musical and songs written for musicals and just songs that then we sing um because why not <laughs> Zoe's <laughs> playlist. Um, uh, it, it has to come from um, a surplus of emotion, right? It has to be that the thing you're feeling is so big that the only way to accurately express it is that it just sort of bursts forth from you. And that is absolutely what this is for both characters. And on top of that, the decision to make it this be the song where dad decides to join in on a rousing chorus makes it so much more effective and startling and a little bit funny because that voice coming out on But the Tigers Call That Night was like just... <laughs> I mean, I lost my mind. Um, So, I mean, and there are other reasons, but the biggest one is it achieves what that song is supposed to achieve in the format in which it's supposed to be achieved, which is not to say that the pop music covers aren't also great. They are. Um, But this one, ah, it was just, it was so perfect and so audacious and could have been so cheesy. And the fact that it isn't and that they earn it is a little bit mind blowing to me. Well, and because it is the emotional climax of the piece, it is about the loss of control. It's where God gets folded into the singing because it's leading us to the cliffhanger of God is losing control of his powers. And so we have him, you know, when you get that reveal at the end of the the episode, at least that's what that's what he thinks his dad thinks is happening. Um, you, you don't, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, he's toying with him. He's having fun or whatever. And then the, the emotional catharsis. And I've seen, cause I've seen that pointed out as the weakness of this episode is that there's only one song that actually functions like a musical where people can't hold back their emotions and are forced to sing. It's like, but that's the whole point because God is keeping control of his powers ish for most of the episode until this very last song pushes him over the edge. He has to join in as well. He doesn't have a choice. And that is what pushes him to the point where he is able and motivated to reveal this very personal and very scary thing to Lucifer that clearly he was not necessarily intending to share. Uh, So, like, you have to escalate the plot. (laughs) In case they missed it, yeah, the theme of the episode is control. Yes! (laughs) Just a little. And then on top of that, even it without knowing that that is what's coming. And Kate, that's such a good observation. And it absolutely is the thing that, that ties it all together. Um, because so much of this episode is about the complete inability for these two beings to communicate in a way that's even remotely healthy. The idea of using the musical form to solve that problem is pretty brilliant, honestly. Because it's it's not just that 
the feeling is so big it can't be expressed in words so it has to be songs sung it's literally it can't be expressed because they are incapable of expressing it as people keep telling them all episode like oh my god you've had millennia to become moderately functional and you still haven't done it but you know who can help cameron mcintosh like it just <laughs> it just is it's it's brilliant it really that choice is brilliant it's a power ballad remix of it which is so fitting for lucifer seeing it is it is primarily his song uh so like you know i feel like the the lamest choice is god and then the 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 80s kind of remix on it is lucifer and it comes together in that way which works so much better than a traditional arrangement of this would have worked it would have been too cheesy it would not have been good um okay sorry lazoya Elsa and I just keep geeking out. Do you yes. have any thoughts you would like Please. to share about <laughs> about this particular song? I mean, it's good. I mean, I wrote so much. Like, I wrote about each individual song in my review. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, um, my brain at this point is um, sludge. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to write my reviews for the rest of the season, honestly. Um, but it's just my first line in review about this is that this should be a cathartic final number. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Lucifer expects, and he's and like at the end, he's just like, "Why can't you just fix me? You're God, and there is no quote unquote fixing him." And you know, it's yeah. heartbreaking. It's 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 tragic, and the the, the whole thing it it comes full circle to the beginning of the episode because that's uh, that's how they get you at the beginning of the episode because Lucifer just doing sad piano in the beginning of the episode that could be a normal episode of Lucifer that doesn't signify there's a musical going on. You don't know there's a musical going on until they bust into Queen. <laughs> Well, and in my head, there isn't a musical going on at the beginning. That is all Lucifer. And then God's like, oh, that's right. You have an awesome voice. Let's do more of this. This will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, you know, because I love that, that little thing on the sidelines. Yeah, but I mean, it was pretty fun. Right? He's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, no, no, no uh, crime scene, uh, professional. Yes, I'm mad at you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, having those you know, the counterpoints of their dynamic at the beginning of the episode, the, di- the dynamic at the end of the episode works really well. I I really enjoyed, uh, I mean, all of the performances, but Haysbert contrasted at the beginning with just how uh, raw he is towards the end. Like, cause it's a, you know, we've talked about the performance uh, the you know, the, the approach to, to dad or to God in the previous episode of the, of the podcast and to see him very much in that just kind of smiley beatific, you know, you're in good hands kind of thing for the, you know, opening of the episode and contrasted with how petty and <laughs> hilarious it is in the middle with where we end the episode is really, really impactful. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really good guys. I have one more thing I want to say about the end that's not music related before we start talking about, well, I mean, before, before we, first of all, start talking about Leslie Ann Brand's outfit in Bad to the Bone. Is that the (laughs) outfit? Yes. (laughs) That's the one. killed me. Like if I didn't already know that I'm a proud bisexual woman, this would have convinced me. Holy shit. Anyway, um, the thing, the serious thing I would like to say is that even if it weren't a musical, if the, the loss of control that that God is having over his powers or that he thinks he's having over his powers was asserting itself in some other way, like constant weather changes or time stopping or whatever else. The fact that it comes after all of this unsuccessful 
fraught attempts to repair a relationship resonated really strongly with me um, because so often when you have an aging parent or relative, all of a sudden there isn't any more time to fix your shit because some because you've reached the end game, right? You've reached a dementia diagnosis or you've reached um, some other sort of relationship changing, life altering point in the other person's life. And the petty stuff, it's not that it doesn't matter anymore. It's just that there isn't time for it and it doesn't go away. And that can be really confusing and complicated. So watching just that little tiny beat, watching Lucifer wrestle with that and the implications of that, both for the world and for his father and for their relationship, I found very moving. Um, it was really, I don't know where they're going with this power, but I immediately thought about um, how complicated parent-child relationships can be, particularly fraught ones, um, and particularly when there's any sort of health-related crisis, which is how it read to me. Did either of you have that feeling? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, and, you know, also, you know, throw in the, you know, God's losing control of his powers, which initially manifests as fun singing dance time, but also, you know, reign of fire, natural disasters, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. dead rising. Like there, there are lots of very scary and, you know, apocalyptic ramifications that could play into that. And so getting, it's, it's sort of like, you know, taking along, oh, won't it be fun? We'll just have some songs. We'll just have some, you know, some dances in the park and everything. Uh, and then taking you to, to this place, it, it does what I think, this is when I was saying that I, I particularly appreciate, I think this is a very well done episode of like a non-musical show doing a musical episode because, and I'm reminded of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, musical because they needed something appropriately dramatic to force Buffy to reveal something she would normally never reveal. That really changed the, instantly changed all the dynamics on, on the season and what was going on and like filled everybody in on stuff they didn't know that there was no other reason for them to be let in on, except that they, the choice was removed from Buffy. And the same thing happens here, where, why are we doing this? Because it'd be fun. Sure, it's Lucifer. That makes sense for that show. And then at the end here, they go, no, it's also because of this. We're going to make sure <laughs> it's significant to the structure and the form of the season as well, and yeah. really how the whole arc is going to go. Um, but we only have a half hour, <laughs> and we have not talked about Mace's outfit uh, so we need to talk about May's outfit and then because it's very good. And then also and, that way we could talk about Bad to the Bone. And, and we need to talk about poor Dan. Oh, we need to talk about Dan. God. Poor I Dan so always. <laughs> I, I just texted Latoya like I was literally just cackling watching Dan meet God and like f finally get some intel on Charlotte. And like I just it was it was so funny. But first, May's outfit. Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, so Leslie also Andrew her hair tweeted hair. A, a, a little bit from this back in September. I'm going to put it in the chat real quick because she's getting her Shaka Khan on in this little video real quick. And we have to all embrace that real quick. Mm -hmm. It is Je Jesus Christ. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, listeners, I will put the link to this particular tweet in the, in the show notes for today. <laughs> Good God. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that number it's, it's just it's fun and it's sexy honestly mm -hmm. yeah 
It really yeah. is. Well, and such a, you know, because this cast, they and again, with like, this is a really well-made TV musical episode. They they looked at their strengths and they go, okay, uh, Lauren German can't sing. We are going <laughs> to make Trixie sing about her and we're going to choose a song. We're going to choose a Charlie Chaplin song with the lyrics first recorded in the 50s by Nat King Cole, right? Originally, and uh, com- the music is composed by Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, so like, even if she's not the best singer, it's going to work because it's like a kid singing and, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's all good. It's going to tear your heart out and we're just going to have her react and we'll put her in the group number so that way she's involved, but doesn't have a spotlight. Lauren German did improvise her twerking on uh, Lucifer. <laughs> that, that was a Lauren German improvise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, but they, they also know they have a former ballerina <laughs> and, they, and yeah. they have a former b-boy. They're like, we're going to give them dance numbers. They've got uh, Leslie Ann Brandt, who obviously has a musical background, but also has a lot of, of physicality and she can do a lot of the dancing move too. So they're like, oh yeah, we're going to do something with Ella and Maze and the like, I did not expect either of those songs, but as soon as the, you know, as soon as the scoring kicks in, he's like, oh, oh, that makes sense. And then it goes to TLC and you're like, yay, yay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe uh, real quick, we could touch on um, uh, the number that, that I think maybe didn't work. Just okay. before we go back to gushing about how good everything is, the one where I was like, mm, is just the two of us, which uh, sounded just fine. Um but and and makes sense as a choice and it was cute um but but it just didn't have the same sense of i guess wholeness maybe it felt too easy it felt like the the evolution of the characters like i didn't understand when db woodside came in i was like why no is this are we just saying like nope see this is them showing us everything is fine it just didn't it didn't really work for me um and he is such a dork um <laughs> he's just such a dork uh so that is the one where i was like i accepted it as the resolution to um amenadiel and linda's uh, argument about angel versus human because we don't want them to drag that storyline out really it was because we've been we've known that amenadiel has been struggling with this for quite a while like linda's just now finding out he's struggling with this and no i'm I'm fine to be done with the story baby charlie's adorable and that's all we need to know (laughs) well and i think the the disconnect there is that the issue is not with him and charlie the issue or or him and fatherhood the issue is with him and linda and the song doesn't engage with that and that's the trouble where like it's i think a lovely number i think rachel harris sounds great i didn't know that she could sing that well um she sounds really terrific um and and i mean i think we maybe we all have different relationships with will smith um but for me i was like dorky will smith rap yep that works for me that's right but uh you know i have to remind myself that uh i had very you know the the star image and persona of Will Smith has changed over the years, and I certainly have a very different relationship with him post Scientology and you know things than I would have when that song came out and all of that. But um, yeah, it it doesn't actually do the work. It just hopes you'll jump to the end with it. Yeah. And and like Latoya, I'm willing to go with it, but I can also intellectually like yeah. Maybe something oh, else would have been I'm yeah. really glad that they didn't drag it out. It's just that if every other song seems to come from something honest that's happening with the characters, and I can't wait to talk about Hell. Um, oh, that was so good. Um, but 
this one just it just felt like plot movement um which is also when you're in a musical and you get to a song that's just plot movement that's inevitably the most boring song in the entire show so um yeah didn't it just didn't do it i think also it's just the fact that you know it ends with you know just the three of us we don't know what amenadiel and linda's relationship is yeah yeah like i think he lives with them yeah like he lives with linda maze also lives with linda are they we don't know if they're together because like maze is over the thing that made her not want linda and amenadiel to be together so they could be together we just don't know if they are yeah yeah they yeah. it would be nice to have some clarity on that even if the clarity is it's really complicated <laughs> yeah right yeah. as opposed to like <laughs> um vince uh, and marcus are joining us in the in the chat here today and uh first of all uh we have to a uh, thing for marcus from earlier i realized something this morning all the angels are named either il or el and there's a character named daniel daniel <laughs> um uh but uh and he has he has a quibble with oh vince has a quibble with the recording why did the microphones why were the why were they driven to saturation for every breath and and what uh i dreamed a dream how can a mistake that this big happen on a show as professional as this and i actually think the song choices with the exception of lame is really work for tom ellis's songs because as we've talked about on this podcast before i think he's a good singer for someone who does not sing. I don't yes. think he is as good of a singer as a lot of the people who are big fans of the show and also who work on this show seem to think he is. So I think they actually chose really smartly for him doing the Chris Isaac song, doing the police song and things where he could, where it fit the style to have a lighter voice with more mic miking and more other effects going on. And that is not the case for the the Les Mis. Obviously you need a lot more power for that. And it, it mostly works just based on the performance and emotion. But for me, that didn't stick out to me as an issue. Did that bother either of you guys the mix or like the the you know the levels? Nope. Nope. Right. I'm generally uh in favor in musical performances of being able to hear the flaws a little um because singing is such a physical experience that if something is too polished it just takes me right out of it when people are singing the effect yes exactly when people are singing with genuine emotion not everything sounds good right like unless i mean if you're one of the great opera singers then it is possible that you're singing with incredible emotion and also everything is incredibly pure um but if you listen to the score of any musical you will find songs where people are intentionally running out of breath or where notes are cracking and often that's not an accident it's intentional um so so yeah i don't i don't mind the flaws at all but you know obviously your model varies Vince that's perfectly fine yes. I'm sure that you'll there are many others who would agree with you who are frustrated yeah. by those songs oh I'm sure yeah yeah uh Vince also says uh, to take us back to Dan uh D.B. Woodside and Kevin Alejandro knocked it out of the park in that scene in the bar it was my favorite scene of the episode when Dan is looking for reassurance and Amenadiel just doesn't get that at all um and uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was just it's like I I loved a minute being like I would rather not talk about my mom's sex life um but also you know it very a very that's rough buddy situation <laughs> um yeah oh Vince says this he thinks it feels like it was a recording error micro sensitivity mm -hmm. was too high or the distance too low 
I couldn't speak to that. I, I have enough experience watched episode three times. I didn't hear any of this. This could yeah. be on your end. <laughs> I mean, it might also just be that you've got an ear for audio that we I, don't have. I yeah, I just in general because I I noted obviously once more with feeling in my review. I also mentioned the Scrubs musical, which I hate. <laughs> I hate that episode of Scrubs. So like. <laughs> I am not too lenient on people, people love that episode of Scrubs and I loathe it. Um, so I'm not too lenient when it comes to musical stuff, but I mean, I don't think like they're all expert singers, but I think they, uh, I feel like it was. Yeah, he's more talking about a technical difficulty for like the sound and audio production. I was not having that issue because I've had those kind of issues like with Riverdale and their singing mm-hmm. numbers, their mm-hmm. multiple singing numbers, <laughs> multiple musical episodes. Um, <laughs> The uh, Marcus uh, really liked Hell, and that's in the afterlife or whatever. That's the actual title. Yeah, it's, it's, called, it's just called Hell. Yeah, it's, it's just called World Nut Zippers. Yeah, it I, like when it, again the same thing as as with some of these other songs. Once the the like the intro started, I was like, oh good, yay! Yeah. I'm very very glad that Dan's getting this song, and that he finally like I think we can now assume he's been filled in on the timelines of things and like why he felt like this, the whole thing with Charlotte was so confusing and what's the relationship with Lucifer and everything, um, which makes me feel better, but he's, he's having a rough go of it. And it, it uh, doesn't make him feel better. No, nothing is making him feel better. He's only feeling worse. The more he learns. Well, but as far as like, no, you weren't making up that Charlotte was being really weird when she like, couldn't remember you or this other stuff. It's like, no, it wasn't, you know, she wasn't just being a jerk. She like straight up, had no memory of that because she was a different being <laughs> at that time. Uh, and and I, like, I also, like, in in my head, it's like, yeah, it's not, you can't even be Chloe at, mad at Chloe for not telling me about that because, like, how are you supposed to tell someone? <laughs> like, actually, she's <laughs> cause of all creation and she's actually Lucifer's mom and, act, you know, like, it's a lot. <laughs> Do you guys have any other thoughts on that that number besides just we dig Dan? Perfect song, perfect song choice. Um, I it's a completely understandable reaction to um, this brain breaking revelation that Dan is experiencing over and over and over again. Um, Poor guy. Uh, And I think that Kevin Alejandro is so good in this episode and he really sells the, the arc that takes us from Dan meets God and has that interaction, which I laughed so hard. Oh, I laughed so hard to, um, oh, great. I'm going to hell. I remember thinking I was definitely going to hell before. And now I've got confirmation. Let's do this. Let's get really drunk and dance around. <laughs> um, it, 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 I just thought it was terrific and mm-hmm. beautifully staged, beautifully lit. So fun. <laughs> um, we, we can't finish up and not talk about Trixie. So was I the only one who just assumed Trixie was not there from the angle they chose? Like when, like, like good night child. Who's definitely in this other room while we're filming this. And then, you know, we have the, uh, then when she actually comes out, I was like, yay, that's what Latoya (laughs) meant. I told you it'd be very soon. (laughs) Yeah. I was waiting for Trixie to show up. And when we had that angle on that shot, I was like, oh, okay, I guess LaToya meant the episode after this. So it was really wonderful. Also, she's seven feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's a giant. She's about to get, she's about to get large adult by the Clippers. (laughs) The Clippers. Um, She's just, she's enormous. Uh, Yeah, it was lovely. And I think that um, 
Lauren German is really great in that scene too. It would be very easy to overplay that. And I think she pitched it perfectly. Um, I think she was great in this whole episode, honestly. Uh, in the chat, Vince mentioned that he loved Chloe giving God a piece of her mind. And that was also one of my favorite se- little moments in the episode. Also, um, Lucifer, it is, uh, it is absurd that Lucifer thinks he cannot love anyone when he basically turned into a walking hard eyes emoji when uh, Chloe started telling off his dad. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. That thing, that thing that you're doing with your face, that's because you love her. You love her. <laughs> it, was, it was also great. called it, by the way, called it that uh, Chloe would be like, mm, I don't think so. I don't believe you. So like, <laughs> um, well, and I love that, you know, um, with everything that's happening in this episode, th- it would be so easy to overlook the Lucifer is invulnerable around Chloe thing. And I like that they draw the appropriate amount of attention to that. They have, at first you feel like just Chloe is noticing it. And then you have later in the confrontation with God, Lucifer obviously is very aware of this as well. And is it's that's part of why he's so upset mm-hmm. um, at the end. Uh, so yeah, and and of course the the you know perp of the week is appropriately freaked out. Um, did you guys have any other thoughts on that stuff? Uh, I completely forgot about the case of the week until right now. So. Um... <laughs> Like, um, just completely forgot about it. Uh, I didn't uh, no- put this in my review, but this is something I had in my notes and I uh, wanted to talk about um, on rewatch, which is that uh, when they find the, the the body of our beloved dancing corpse, thanks, Marcus, um, it's the like football stadium that uh, is like the, the mascot is the phantom. So there's a whole bunch of stuff like about the spirit enter God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They never mention the phantoms at any point during the case. It's just the sight gag for that. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, the dancing corpse is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Vince says, I was waiting for the wife to give Luce for another confused look when she was led away. And who knows if anything else is going to come of that so far. Uh, speaking of that big production number, like the... <laughs> how nice is it to watch something filmed before covid right <laughs> i was noticing that in the previous episodes like oh they're doing a chase through like a crowded terminal and no. nobody's infecting anybody i can just enjoy it because i know they filmed this quite a while ago we don't have to worry about this being the covid season because like what was it like the final scene was all they had they had to film basically at that yeah. point yeah, I'm there are shows where I'm like I want to I want to know what that covid season is going to be like. The good fight? Like, yes, please. I want to know uh the e- e- I get apparently it's the kings, the evil covid season of evil. Let's do it. Uh I do not need a covid season of Lucifer. That's not a thing I need. We I don't it's- ever need to see Lucifer wearing a mask. Um I just don't I don't need it. I don't need any of it. Just keep the devil exists in that universe and COVID exists in our universe. So there. So this is, I guess, applicable to both Lucifer and Battlestar Galactica, actually. So uh, on the John Stamos uh, Disney Plus uh, series, um, Big Shot, you can track when it becomes the COVID show because Michael Truco plays like a parent of a player. And all of a sudden he's um, suddenly he's on video phone and his wife is there now played by Trisha Helfer. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) Uh, do we have any final uh, thoughts on the episode? Mark has been throwing in the chat or any other numbers that we haven't talked about or, or things we, like, do we have thoughts on the Chris Isaac song? Any, any other takeaways from this? Episode? My mom immediately was like, don't you fuck this up when he started singing that song. <laughs> uh, I, it, that could have gone 
badly. Um, But I think that they succeed when they pick songs for Tom Ellis, when they imagine a song that people would lose their minds if you crushed it at karaoke. Not that would sound good if you sang it in a bar. It's when it, if you would sound good if you crushed it at karaoke, <laughs> Tom Alice would crush that song at karaoke. Uh, so it worked fine for me. Um, and also it was extremely hot okay. because that song's extremely hot and he's extremely hot. And of course they changed the lyrics because he does want to fall in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vince has never been to karaoke. Vince, like after vaccines and like, we're all, you know, so whenever that happens, once we're all out of the woods, get thee to karaoke. It's so fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marcus, I spend some time watching COVID productions where they ignore it for plot reasons, but I keep looking for background extras wearing masks. And it's also just, you can, you can feel the, Covidiness of the production based on okay well, there's only two people in the scene mm-hmm. uh and they're like they're at a restaurant where there's like three people very spaced mm-hmm. out in the background like it's windows just... are open and cars all of a sudden yes yes exactly like there's just choices that would never be made on your tv uh are being made uh just around the edges of how something is written or like oh the the gang's all gonna be split into pairs of two um (laughs) in different locations um you know that kind of stuff so yeah it makes that's what stands out to me um do we have a favorite song and then and then we'll throw it to Latoya if you can tell us our next episode title but Allison, favorite song from the episode? Ooh, I mean I think it's I Dreamed a Dream the noise that came out of my mouth when I heard the opening bars to that, which I knew, instantly, instantly, uh, instantly knew um, <laughs> that that was I Dreamed a Dream. It was really like, take that, Annie Hathaway. It j- I just, I just loved it. <laughs> Leave I her alone. It. She's oh, I love enough. Annie. I love Annie. Um, I love her. Uh, but this, it was just, yeah, it was great. For as, as much as I enjoyed some of the others, particularly Hell, um, that was the song of the episode for me. Natoya? uh let's see i really really did enjoy another one bites the dust even after seeing it a million times just like uh on behind the scenes things or whatever it's a, just a fun number and lucifer's kind of dusty <laughs> <laughs> kind of dusty <laughs> <laughs> good 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 times um i guess i'll give it to i guess i'll give it to hell but i i really i just didn't all of them i was just like usually again usually in these musical episodes of tv um there's one or two that are just like eh but for me, I, I, it just kept flowing to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And I just kept watching it going, that was a really smart thing to do. And this was also a really smart thing to do. Yeah. And also, oh, God's delightfully petty. And Linda's a little off her game, but not that far. She's doing a good <laughs> job. Drink this coffee. This coffee co- from Jesus. <laughs> the coffee bit. Taking the coffee mug all the way to Linda's office. So funny. Leaving it right in the center. It's very good. Very, very good. <laughs> Um, Marcus says, uh, he liked the awareness of Lucifer at the start of everything, like that he was the only one keeping track of it. Um, that was my other question about the just the two of us. Does Amenadiel should know that he's singing and rapping and that doesn't come up. Um, and, and Vince would probably sing, I'm he said BSB, I'm assuming that's Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Song at karaoke? Be, uh, because reasons. It was delightful. Um, Vince says another one by Sudas was my favorite. There was so much going on. Uh, yeah, it was just delightful. It was, it was a lot of fun. Vince, so. uh, uh, from someone who has done a lot of karaoke, th- this is a good instinct. And specifically, everybody, parentheses, Backstreet's back, and parentheses, 
will kill at karaoke. Anything that can make people in a bar scream just because it started is a great karaoke choice. Also, never do Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Not ever. It's don't do that. Ask, don't, don't be that person. Don't be that um, person. What was uh, a recent, in the before times, the last time I went to karaoke, um, someone saying hinders lips of an angel. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then we were all screaming along to it. <laughs> so the joke was on us. Uh, don't do Hotel California. Yes. Yeah. Nothing with a long solo, instrumental solo. No. Also, pump up the jam. Don't do pump up the jam because that song kicks ass, but there is an incredibly, actually, several incredibly long instrumentals. Just don't do it. Don't do it. It seems like a good idea until then you're. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, Marcus would choose an instrumental. You, Marcus, you're you're that person. (laughs) You're getting booted from the bar. Is what's happening. Um, Well, Latoya, what is the title of our next episode? Uh, Episode eleven is "Resting Devil Face." (laughs) Okay. Um, We have not yet seen the Devil Face, although I think Allison, you have to say that Devil Face. Vince uh, reciprocates and reciprocates in the chat. Um, the uh, so okay, so we have not seen any devil eyes or face. I don't know the status of that for Lucifer. I don't remember. Um, From what we've last seen, he's good on the face. I believe he's mm-hmm. got all that back in order. But you know, you never know. Yes, how we 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 don't do we know how he's seeing himself? Can he choose to to pull it out, or is it not there because he doesn't see himself in that way mm-hmm. at this point? I don't remember. I maybe we'll find out more. Um, but it also could be something with uh, Maze as well. I feel like with the, her demon because they busted out the the demon half face too. So I'm not sure. Um, Allison, what do you think? I like that guess. I like that it's. I think technically it would be resting demon face, but. But I like the idea that Maze, now that we're really going down the rabbit hole of uh, self-actualization and celestial, ma- self-actualization, celestial maladies, and you, um, <laughs> I-, I think it would be cool to, to sort of explore that. I like that guess. So we will see. Uh, anything you want to tease, Latoya, or are you good? I think I figured out who the killer is for this episode in record time. Okay. I was extremely wrong. I yelled, it's him, when they were interviewing the mascot. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, for the next episode, that's where it was like, in record time, I figured out the killer, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So we'll have, to, we'll have to see how it goes. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about this next episode. Oh, Vince says Trixie's picture might be Picard as a Borg. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Very glad Trixie's back in the mix. Um, so we'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Marcus, for hanging out with us in the chat and sharing your thoughts. It was delightful speaking with both of you. And everybody, thank you for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday. Bye. 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 Bye.